0: Welcome to the Encounter Church podcast. For more information about our church and service times, please visit revival.me. Enjoy the message. If you ever taught VBS in this building, maybe you could raise your hand. If you ever taught Sunday school in this building or any other building, raise your hand. If you ever hosted a youth group or drove them around, raise your hand. If you ever cooked for other people that you didn't know, raise your hand. If you had people in your house that wrecked your stuff, like, raise your hand. (laughs) If you did a lot of hard work over the years and, um, and you have kids that told you, well, That was legalistic, and I don't know why you made me do that, but you did the best you could because you thought that it was the right thing at the right time, and you maybe were a little anti-Harry Potter back in 19-whatever. Raise your hand. We didn't know. We thought it was dog dirt, but we didn't know. So, and if you didn't get to do all the things that people do these days, and they say, oh, well, you know, whether you wear jeans or not doesn't matter, well, we didn't know that back in 1975, now, did we? And you maybe were... uh, doing the best you could. I just want you to know that I feel like as I was studying about gratefulness and thankfulness, I felt like the Lord said a funny thing to me. He said, tell them thank you. Tell them thank you for all the poured out lives and all the service and the stuff you did for in, in the name of the Lord, that you did things and you, you gave your life, you poured your life out from an early age. I want you to know that the Lord is, is, is proud of you. And even though we're still learning, we're still uh, understanding more perfectly, And people say to you, well, that was religion. We don't believe that anymore. Actually, I stand on those people's shoulders, those those Pentecostal church people with their long skirts and their no makeup. Lord knows they could have used some makeup, but they didn't wear any. Because they thought they were honoring God with all their simpleness. But you know what? The Lord is honored by the faith of people who knew how to pray, who knew how to give. They sacrificed sacrificed their time, their money, and their energy. And a lot of you, I mean, I was at your weddings back in 1985 when we all exchanged the same teapot among us. You know, I was at your wedding. And I I remember going to Toronto with you and Eileen when you were mostly chemistry. We were like, ooh, are they sitting together? Ooh, look at those two. They're... I think they're interested in one another. And Bob Grant's wedding. I was at these people's weddings. I was with you. I taught in this Christian school in this building back in the olden, olden days, you know? And um, I remember the first time I got to teach in this room, uh, it was adult Sunday school, and I was supposed to teach Romans, and I was probably, it was probably like 1992, and I was infertile, and I had to go from here to the hospital to have blood work done. And you know what? God has been faithful through all those deep, dark, weird seasons. He's been faithful to me. He's been faithful to you. But I want to say thank you from the heart of God because he has seen your service, and he's not unjust that he would forget. Even if people are like, oh, well, we don't. That's antiquated. It's like, you know what? In faith, I did things to, to honor God. And even though he's drawing us and growing us, and that's cool, and perfecting our understanding of what we didn't know before, and now we know better now, that's cool. But God is honored, and I'm honored by your friendship, by your servant heart, by your generosity. I mean, you gave the more carpeting in this room. We had orange stuff went, green stuff came. We paid for it all because we thought we were we were making a, a fragrant place for God to come, and I believe we were. But I just don't want you to think, "Gee, I'm am I'm, t- I'm tired." It's like, yeah, and God is saying, "I honor the fact that you poured your life out, and you know." Uh, I just want to say thank you. Thank you on behalf of God for all the nursery work. You do change other people's diapers, other people's kids. They were naughty. They bit people and you were there for all of it. (laughs) Building funds and strangers and weird people and you did it and I just believe before I even start talking about anything else that the Lord is here to say thank you to you. Amen. Let's give yourself a hand. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. You know, they told me that blazers were back in style. This blazer is from student teaching, 1992. <laughs> and I shook it out, and I dry cleaned it, and I'm like, I think blazers are back in style. And it's like, here I am, back in style. So I have something to tell you. I have I have to tell you that this thing about gratitude and thankfulness and and worship and rejoicing and praising, you know, it seems like... We sang, we bring a sacrifice of praise unto the house of the Lord, and we sang it forever and ever and ever, trying to convince ourselves that we were dead gummet, You're going to worship God, and we, you know, we didn't even know what we were doing. We just clapped ad, ad nauseum, on and on and on. But the Holy Spirit actually came and taught us. Do you know what the main thing we learned in all those worship courses in the 70s and 80s? We learned to address our emotions and our intellect, and we told it, you know what? You can't sit in the front seat and drive. You maybe get to sit in the passenger seat or maybe in the back seat, but I'm gonna worship God even when it's not pleasant, even when crap is happening. Am I allowed to say that? Probably not, but they can't fire me. And you know what? We went through deep stuff, and it wasn't just made up, and it wasn't just in our heads, and we chose to say, I will bless the Lord. He is worthy to be praised. You know, as much as he's worthy, which he is worthy. Us knowing how to praise him is sort of a skill. You take your authority over how you feel, how your emotions are, the stuff that's happening in your life. I'm not minimizing the fact the fact that it's real stuff. Relationships dissolve, families bust up, people get sick, they pass, and you're like, you know what, Lord, I'm grieving. You know, I miscarried. One time, Chris O'Reilly gave a word, oh, your pregnancy is a harbinger of the good things to come, and then the ba- I lost the baby. I'm like, what does that mean? The, the, the future is over. It's like I, those were not fun times. But God was faithful to me, and he taught me that, that what, you, what you feel isn't the whole truth. You know, if you, if you don't persist in, in believing that God is faithful and choosing to enter into worship, you sort of saw yourself. You're sitting on a limb, and you're sawing it off, and you fall to the ground because the, being attached to worshiping God is where your comfort's going to come. It's where you're going to actually press through the hard times. So the greater reality is that God has a future for me. And right now, in this really painful season, this is a comma. It's not a full stop period. There's more to life. And I have the liberty. I have the liberty and the privilege. If I worship God through my pain and through my grief and through my upsetness, it's called a sacrifice of praise. It's called a sacrifice for a reason. And um, I'm sorry for the... the, uh, overhead people because I'm just blowing through these scriptures and I'm not reading them real linear, but um, Hebrews says when we worship through pain, it's called a sacrifice of praise. It says uh, in Hebrews 13:15, through him, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise that is a fruit of our lips and acknowledge his name, even though it's painful. You know, in heaven, we won't be doing that. There's not going to be any pain. There's not going to be any sorrow. There's not gonna be mean, mean girls and, and bad situations and downturned economies and um, allergies and all kinds of, you know, just all the things that we worship God through. You don't have to do that in heaven. But here we have the liberty to say, you know what, it's my, it's my ups to say I'm gonna press through pain, I'm gonna press through, press through the things that are unpleasant and I'm gonna ask God to show me a new perspective. He's gonna teach me and I'm gonna put bitterness I'm gonna I'm gonna put them out of the car. You know, if you put your intellect and in, say, you know what, you're not the whole truth, God has a greater truth for me, you keep I'd say you keep your intellect in the car. And you keep your emotions in the car. But bitterness and anger and resentment, they gotta get out of the car. Because they can't help you get where you want to go. And, and and they will they will mess you up. They'll tell you to make turns that you don't want to make. And the Holy Spirit has a higher reality for you. He has long-term plans for you. You know, Paul and Silas, it says in Acts sixteen twenty-three, they were severely beaten and they were thrown in prison. And they were undaunted, and they prayed in the middle of the night and sang songs of worship to God. And the other prisoners listened to their worship, and suddenly a great earthquake shook the foundation of the prison, and all at once the prison doors flung open and the chains came loose. And, and you probably know the rest of the story they they worshiped through their hard situation this was not a cruise ship this was not the v, the vip section at the you know the concierge floor with the groovy everything it wasn't they were being beaten in the prisons and i bet their prison didn't have a bible study and a choir and you know online courses it was a that wasn't that kind of prison it was dark and it probably smelled like rodents and it was it was they had been beaten And you know what? Somehow they said, you know what? We're going to connect with the Holy Spirit and we're going to believe for a greater reality and we're going to have him talk to us. And you know what? That's exactly what happened. And the other thing that happens when you choose to... um, So gratitude is you're looking through the lens every day. You're walking around saying, you know what? I'm going to choose to focus on things that are good because whether you realize it or not, you have a, a hierarchy structure in your mind about what to pay attention to. And so if you want to choose to preoccupied with things to be fearful about and anxiety-stricken about, there's just never any end. You can change that noun out, and first you can worry about whether or not you're going to get married or whether you're going to get pregnant or whether you're going to own a house or whether your kids are going to get in the right school. You can just trade out them nouns the rest of your life and say, I'm nervous about this thing. It's a real problem. It's like, what's the problem now? It's like, you know what, there's always could be a problem that you can focus on. But simultaneously, you can take that same verb of I'm choosing to be worshipful, I'm choosing to be grateful, I'm choosing to be in peace, I'm choosing not... Jesus went to the cross for to purchase my peace, he's the prince of peace, and to purchase my joy. Uh, who am I to say, I don't want to pick up peace and joy, it's too much work for me. It's like, you know, it's like he went to the cross for that. So you can't forfeit it and just and say, you know what, I'm... I'm I'm not okay and it's okay. Yeah, actually that's not scriptural at all. Stop talking like that. Stop that. Stop that. You know, I'm not saying you never have a good cry. And maybe you need a nap. You know, the the, the pitfalls, sometimes the pitfalls that you think you're depressed, but really you're my, my son said to me one time, Mom, you gotta pray for me. I think I'm under a, I just feel like I'm under attack. I'm like you're sleep deprived. You went to bed at 1 o'clock in the morning. You got up to go to happy breakfast with weird people at 6 o'clock in the morning. And you haven't slept right in a real long time, and you're not being attacked by demons. You need to go to bed at a decent hour and eat some green food. You can't, you can't eat just pizza. Eat, You know, the only, only coffee, all these young coffee connoisseurs, well, they're so strung out and wired up, They, they. I think I'm being attacked by demons. No, you need to go to, go to bed on time and get some decent food in here. So I'm not saying that there's never a time when you don't feel well. And I'm not saying there's never a time for, you know what I'm saying. I'm saying you're in charge of your lens. And if you choose to see the good, you will see the good. Regardless of the political climate, regardless of of the economic climate, regardless of your annoying neighbor, you can say, you know what, Lord, I'm gonna choose this lens of gratitude. I'm gonna choose to be thankful. I'm gonna choose to be in peace. The Holy Spirit is always speaking, like the internet, and you need the password. You know what the password is? The password is praise. The password is, I'm going to connect myself with him. I'm going to say, Lord, I know you're faithful. What are you saying? What am I seeing, and what are you saying? You can walk around saying that all day long. Lord, what am I seeing, and what are you saying? And what do you want me to do? It's a little under-my-breath prayer. When I, used to, I worked at Churchville High School for 15 years, and I saw a lot of unpleasant things. It's like, Lord... What am I seeing? What are you saying? And what do you want me to do? It's like, get off of her. What do you want me to do? Just a, just and just take authority over the thing and make everyone safe and be in charge of that place, you know? You have a little authority over your realm, whether it's your home, whether it's your kids, whether it's your neighborhood. You have the ability to be joyful and peaceful and bring the kingdom through being a person who is God praise on your lips rather than complaining. You know, when you're complaining and you're anxiety-stricken, you really can't be worshipful and in praise and also be entertaining anxiety and anger and fear. You're going to have to pick. It's like a radio station. You're going to have to pick one. You just can't listen to three simultaneously. you gotta, you got to tune in to what God's saying. And then those other voices, they're just going to become less important. You know, people who did really brave groovy things all through the 20th century, they didn't they were in reality in World War II, but if they did brave things, they had a higher reality. They were brave because they were listening to a higher principle, they were obeying a calling, and they were, they were persuaded that being brave is better than whining, whining and fearful under the bed. It never got anybody any player. So I'm, I'm inviting you today, this password, our Bluetooth connection is our prayer life, and you can be continually saying, what are you saying, God? And what do you want me to do about it? And I understand that the pitfalls are being overcommitted, being tired, being under attack legitimately, grieving. But we have the opportunity with our lives to say, you know what, I'll bring the sacrifice of praise. Even in the middle of my weeping, I'm gonna say, Lord, you're worthy. And uh, now I would like to do a little something called um, a little activation. And it's like, God, you could say to yourself, like, it's easy on Sunday. You should come in. The coffee's really good here, and the music's really good here. It's like, oh, I'm feeling God. This is so groovy. But the thing is, sometimes on a Tuesday, you don't feel that way. And so you, you say to yourself, Lord, how can I, like when I was preparing for today, I was like a little bit, I'll be honest with you, I was a little bit weepy. I was like, I don't know why. I just was blue. Maybe I was affected by the weather. And I had to do this thing, this old school thing called entering in. That's like, how do you enter in? That sounds all, so old school. Well, actually, it is. It's a spiritual discipline of saying I'm going to choose to spend the time, to to, to focus on what God is saying, and I would like for us to do this together for a few minutes. And you see, if you don't find that this is like, hey, that really worked. Imagine that. I, I just wanted I want to share with you how I enter in, and the first thing I do when I enter in is I say, well, what's there to be grateful for? It's like. There's nothing to be grateful for. Things aren't going well. They're not even going remotely well. And it's like, you know what you do? You say to yourself, okay, well, I'm going to be thankful for the cross. I'm going to say, Lord, I come to you today, and I'm thankful for the cross. I'm thankful for what you purchased for me. I'm thankful that the cross was the culmination of your love for me, that you poured out your life for me. You bore those stripes on your back for my healing and I'm gonna focus on the beauty of your sinless life and you coming to initiate the kingdom, and I'm gonna meditate on that and, and choose to thank you for your poured out blood that speaks a better word, that, that your broken body that, that, that is for my healing, that you went to the cross for me. And Lord, I thank you that, that you were buried and that your resurrection, your resurrection demonstrates that you're a powerful God not just a benevolent grandma, that you're not just loving but you're powerful and the power of the resurrection was demonstrated at the resurrection and I receive the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me and it can quicken my mortal body. I thank you. I thank you, thank you, thank you for the power of the resurrection. I thank you that the power of the resurrection is real, that I believe in the bodily resurrection of Jesus and it makes all the difference in the world. This is not a myth. Thank you, God. Then God, I thank you that after you rose from the dead, after you were ascended, you sent the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that's in me. I pray that it would bubble up in me like Romans 8 says and that I would it would intercede when I'm not able, God. You know I'm, I'm tired and I'm weary and I'm, I'm just battle, battle weary. And God, I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that I'm your habitation, I'm, you're going to bubble up inside me and you're going to help me abide, listen to your voice and enjoy the, the company of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit I am with the Godhead at the cool kids table permanently that you've invited me. I can't be uninvited because I'm hidden with Christ and God. I thank you for that and I thank you that you provided the helmet of salvation to guard my mind. I thank you. I thank that you provided a watch over my eyes that I would no, set no unclean be- thing before my eyes. I thank you for my mouth that I have the ability to speak life and death in the power of my tongue. I can choose to bless you. And I'm not going to partner with the accuser to condemn other people or judge them or partner with anything that the Bible doesn't say about my life. I'm going to pray that you put a watch over my mouth that I can be a blessing to people I come in contact with. I even bless all the parts of my body right now that hurt. I pray that you'd heal them, and I wouldn't say that darn foot. I'm saying, God, bless me, bless my parts, and bless my people. Thank you, God, that you're guarding my heart. I choose to forgive the people in my life that have wronged me, whether perceived or real. I let go of them, and I release them to your care. You get them, God. I can't be preoccupied with, with justice. I, I submit it to you, and I just ask you to come and vindicate me, fill me with joy, fill me with peace, and give me the grace to be obedient with what you're saying to me. And 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 I just and sometimes I go from there to the psalm of the day. Oh, it's the 16th. The lines of Paul unto me in pleasant places. I like the 16th. Oh, it's, And so the psalm of the day is like, so on the third, it's like the, the third, the 33rd, the 63rd, the 93rd, the 123rd. If something good doesn't happen to me after those five chapters, it's like, oh, I'll go to John, that'll, that'll help me. It's like you gotta, it. like, it's like uh, devotions for dummies. You know, sometimes when I'm not in good shape, I'm not deep, and so I just go to think, you know, oh, the calendar, that'll help me. And so these are the ways that we choose to abide. You know, you know even if you have been faithful, and I talked about the fact that I'm proud to be your friend, Maybe you could get an upgrade in some of these areas so that you could be um, enjoying the journey more. That joy, we can get an upgrade in joy. You know, my mom's 92. It's like, well, she's not going to go evangelizing with her walker, but she can have an upgrade in fruit. She can have an upgrade in peace. She can have an upgrade in joy. She can have an upgrade in in love and patience and kindness and meekness and self-control. We can experience continual growth, continual fruitfulness so that we have fragrant lives. We're not angry, and bitter, and judgmental, and I was there, and I was, I'm mad about it. It's like, you know what, you're not helping anybody. You know, you have the ability to get more fragrant rather than being fossilized and bitter. She did that to me. I don't talk to her. I have people tell, say to me things like, oh, I haven't spoken to her in however many years. I'm like, what is that about? We don't talk anymore. Really? You know, the Lord, that's not what the Lord's best is for you. So he's leading us not only to be people who are thankful for people who are people who worship, for people who hear what God's saying, but then we go out and we become problem solving people. We become people who get good ideas. It's hard to get good ideas when you're overcome with fear, overcome with anxiety, overcome with anger. It's like you just want to eat jello and take naps. It's like, you know what? There's more to do than that. There's cool things to do that you can be a problem-solving person for people in your family, people in your neighborhood. You've got fresh grace to forgive people who don't really deserve to be forgiven. But you're like, you know what? I just I just am going to uh, put a wing of, of forgiveness. What's the verse says? It says, you know, you can cover people with love. You can cover their sin with your love. And it's like, well, how does that work? I don't know. But it says, he who began a good work will perform it. And some people in my life, I'm holding on to that verse. And then the next part says, and I know this because I have you in my heart. So you become a problem-solving person. You become a person who is known for grace and mercy and and long-suffering. And I believe that God is going to break out with us to say we have history in God, and that makes us sort of like foundation stones. If the kingdom of God is a cathedral, we're the ones going like this, not too fancy at the bottom, saying, you know what? You can stand on my shoulders. I lived through this. You could take this to the bank. I know that God is faithful. I know whom I have believed in and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. It's like, well, how do you know that? I, I Googled it and you're wrong. I was like, no, I lived it, I'm not wrong. And, and you become the person that other people stand on your shoulders and maybe they do more creative things than you did. You know, in a real, in a real cathedral, there's turrets and there's like little fleur-de-lis on top and flaggy things and, and stained glass. And my kids got more of that fancy stuff. You know, all my friends straighten their own teeth. But my kids, got they came to adulthood with straight teeth, right? So you get this privilege of being the people who live through stuff, and you're the foundational stones, and you say, I know what I'm talking about. God is faithful. You can't persuade me out of it. I don't care if it's out of vogue that the scripture is true. It's not out of vogue with me. The blood still is efficacious for sin. Yup. The Holy Spirit still transforms people. Yup." And if you start, it starts with this grateful, with saying, you know what, Lord, I'm going to be thankful for today. It's like a starting place, and you get to enter in, and if you you persist in your complaining, in your grumbling, in your criticism, it's like you get disqualified from the adventure. So I'm just encouraging us today as a company of people to say, you know what, we're here for an upgrade. Maybe you've been, you know, they're going to canonize you because you're a saint and you're kind of perfect. That's great. But for the rest of us, we say... You know what, God? I want more joy. I want more peace. I want more creative ideas. I want to be a problem-solving person, not a whiner. And you know what, God? I want to be the person who other people, I uh, fragrantly can be a mom to more people because I'm not taxed and bitter and just annoyed. Get off my grass. Get off my grass. It's like, stop with the get off my grass. You know, why to be that old person? When we can be people who are, are, are magnanimous and reproducing that, So I'm going to pray for you. Is that good? Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are able to transform us, that you've hidden us in Christ. We are dead and our lives are hidden with Christ in God. And so we're grateful. We're choosing to be grateful even on weekday mornings, even before coffee. We're choosing to say, Lord, I'm your girl Good morning, Lord. I'm here for today. I'm here to be your girl, and I'm grateful for all you've done for me. And I just choose to take this day with with, uh, bravery and in stride, believing that you have good for me. Lord, I thank you that we could become those people who are looking for the miraculous, who say, let me pray for you, who are looking for miraculous things to happen, healing to happen, healed relationships to happen, that we become priests unto God because we look at the people around us we start with you, God. We say thank you. Thank you for all you've done. Thank you for what you've given me. Thank you for how you're using my life and that we show up equipped to hear from God and as we hear his voice, we understand what we're seeing and he tells us what we should do and we're here for the adventure of being your kingdom people, God. I pray for everyone in this room that they would uh, have a, a greater level of a anticipation and a spring in their step and joy for the journey and mercy for other people and that the peace would pervade all the things that could rob their peace that they would say you know what that's part of the truth but God is a greater reality for me and I thank you for your faithfulness God and I pray that each person in this room would be refreshed by the fragrance of your love warmth by your presence and that we wouldn't even uh, succumb to saying you know this time of the year is dark I hate this time of the year we're gonna choose to be in your presence we're going to choose to be lit by the fragrance of your love and your and your beauty of your face and we're warmth by by you and your presence and we're going to transcend uh what on the outward looks like uh invitation to be blue we're going to say no we're going to worship god and we're going to just get all the hacks to get into the worship music that's the most anointed and the the teachings that encourage us and we're going to take the time to steward our own souls our own mind will and emotions we're going to be the good stewards We're going to choose to be grateful, and we're going to make you proud of us, God. I just believe that there's going to be rewards in heaven for people who are faithful. Irrespective of the fact that you did everything for us, we're going to respond with gratitude and with obedience. And I thank you, God, for your faithfulness. If you are interested in having an upgrade and your ability to see things through a lens of, of thankfulness, seeing things through a lens of gratitude you know i'll be honest with you some people have so much intellect all you people out there with those big iq's it's really hard for you not to see the problem and i just believe that god is inviting you to say yeah that's true but i have greater realities to share with you and and if that's if you want to, to have an upgrade in joy an upgrade in peace that we would go with this lens of seeing what kingdom things are happening around us and anticipating being used by god to, to draw people to him that these altars are open there's a prayer team here that's willing that's come come. if they could come and pray for people I just believe God wants to make this Thanksgiving season we're going to put a bow on this Thanksgiving weekend by saying God we're, we're more thankful than we were we were thankful, we wanna be more thankful. We wanna be more, uh, we're gonna praise you. That's gonna be the first language, it's gonna be a, a language of faith. Our first language is gonna be a language of praise. We're not gonna to default to complaining, whining, murmuring, and, and just doing things that dishonor you and dishonor one another. Thank you, God, for new grace. Thank you, God, for new strength. Thank you, God, for my, my friends that are here, my brothers and sisters, and anyone who would like to be touched, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to for a greater upgrade in those areas, you just feel free to come up to these to this uh, altar area, and that I just sense that the Lord wants to to just infuse us with fresh wind and fresh fire. Amen. So, if the prayer team people can come up, and anyone who'd like to be uh, just receive, uh, just a greater measure, the glory of God is here for you to touch your body. Jesus with his nail pierced hands it doesn't deplete him to touch us all. There's not a limited source. And I just believe each of us can grow in this area so that we don't we don't come to a plateau. We don't don't get the PhD and clock out. We continue to grow. So that we're abiding better. Round the clock we're abiding, enjoying being kingdom people. Upgrade our ability to abide, God, so that we're not only obedient, but we're also joyful. Thank you, Jesus. We're here for you, God. We're here for a new season of of infilling. A new season of vision, a new season of of uh, just mm, mentoring others, effortlessly reproducing what you've done in us to say, you know what? I can draw you a map. I know, I know that path. I know that path. I can, I know the answers to that test. I, I took that. Test. I can help you with that. You make us brave for other people. draw the loss to us because we are a source of that agape love we nurture other people because we've come we learned how to be grateful and thankful and so we tuned into what God is saying and now we're a source for other people God not bad tempered and depleted brave if that's you You say, Lord, I I have in measure, but I want more. Thank you, God. Father, I pray in the same way that we're being called to be responsible with our physical bodies and what we eat and when to sleep and just the things we know to do, that, that you know, the, the culture is telling us what we should do to stay healthy. God, I pray that, we would, have that. We, would, we would be convicted to take steps to be healthy spiritually, that we would get alone with you. We'd get in those Bibles, God, and you'd, you'd meet us because the Holy Spirit's breathed on that anointed word and you have stuff to share with us. Beautiful, beautiful ability to hear his voice through his word. I pray that we'd be those people who love our time alone with you Speak to each one here, God. Draw us. Make us hungry for you. We want to be hungry for you, God. We want to be more hungry for you. Healthy people have an appetite, God. Help us be hungry for you. Hungry for fellowship. Fellowship with uh, supernatural, meeting up with other people so that the Holy Spirit can well up inside of us. And uh, the, the, the disciplines that, that yield fruit. Prayer. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness. jesus name hi pastor zach here at encounter church in rochester new york hope you were blessed by that message and we want to give you an opportunity to sow into the ministry if you'd like to if you would just go to revival.me and click on the button that says give thanks again and have a blessed blessed day